Amen. You've got to know Jesus personally. Look at your neighbor and say, do you know Jesus personally? Amen. I know some people say he's my personal Lord and Savior. Well, if he is your personal Lord and Savior, how well do you know him? How personal is he to you? Jesus lets them know that it's him in the storm, not to be afraid. It's me. I know you're going through some rough times. I know you're going through a bad patch right now, but it's me. I'm here. I I didn't leave you. Amen. Amen. Peter starts by saying, Lord, if it be thou, Jesus, if this is you, let me know. Anybody ever felt that way? Amen. I've recently been praying, and and I said, God, I don't understand. And he said, do you trust me? Yeah, I trust you. Okay, well, then chill. I, I don't know. I mean, I do trust you, God, but what about this? Well, you know, do you believe that I'm working all things together for the good of them that love me and are called according to my purpose? Yeah, I I believe that. Okay, God, I trust you. But it's not always easy, amen, whenever you're in the middle of a storm. Sometimes you you just have to question God a little bit. Is this really you? I mean, I'm pretty sure it is, but, but let me know, God, and And so many people will tell you that reading God's word will help you get a better understanding of who he is. Can I tell you that that is true, but there's actually even more to it? You have to talk to God. It's okay to talk to God even when you're frustrated. It's okay to talk to him when you're confused. It's it's okay to talk to God when you have questions. You can do this. If you've not done it very, very much, you can do this very easily by getting alone and talking to Jesus as if he were sitting in the chair across from you. Amen. So in my office at home, I, I have this little desk. Most of you, if you've seen my office, you know it's just this tiny, tiny little office. Uh, and I got this little desk. Uh, it actually moves around. I love it. It's so cool. It rolls. Uh, but I, I put that in there so that I could kind of have space. And then I have a... Um, a, a lazy boy kind of chair in there as well uh, that it just worked out. That was the best place to put it. And r- I'll be honest with you, I wish that I used it more. Um, I really don't use it very much. My wife probably uses it more than me. Uh, she comes and she'll visit me as I'm working and, and we'll have conversation. But but when she's not in there, and, and even when she is sometimes, my I, I, I tried to picture... Uh, as I'm making decisions, as I'm studying, as I'm doing different things, I just try to picture Jesus sitting there. I know I'm weird. <laughs> I get it. But I, I start having conversations with him like, God, I don't know. I don't know. I'm not sure what to do here. Sometimes I'll, be, I'll, I'll get frustrated. God, what do you want me to tell them? What would you like me to say? Amen. It's amazing what happens when you combine talking to God with reading his word. When you combine the two, you will start getting to know him. I'm not talking about just knowing about him. A lot of people know about him. I'm talking about getting to know him. Amen. Getting to know what he likes and what he doesn't like, what he wants, what he doesn't want. Amen. What makes him happy? What makes him tick? So if you want to know God, you've got to spend time with him, not just in passing, but on purpose. Amen. If you want a tweetable quote, that's one right there. Amen. Get to know Jesus, not in passing, but on purpose. You see, you have to make it on purpose. When was the last time outside of church you spent time with God 
on purpose. I'm not, I'm not talking about, thank you, Lord, for this food. That's not what I'm talking about. I'm talking about when was the last time you set time aside in your schedule and said, God, you and I are going to have a talk. We're going to talk. Amen. My, my daughter always asks me stuff, and she likes to ask me stuff in front of my wife, right? And I'm like, your mother and I need to talk about this. Wait until we talk about this. I, I know you need an answer right now, but just wait until we talk about it. There's a reason for that, because my wife and I, uh, we, we like to stay on the same page with things. And sometimes I wonder how well we are staying on the same page with God if we're never talking to him. If the, the extent of our talking to him is, uh, Lord, bless this day, bless this food. Now I lay me down to sleep. Come on, somebody. You should be communicating with God throughout the day. Amen. Especially when you're reading his word, you should look at that as an open-ended conversation with God. I want to know God. Well, when was the last time that you spent time with him on purpose? When was the last time that you talked to him and you were reading his word at the same time? Mm, it got quiet in here. I'm talking about just stepping out into some defining moments. You can't do that if you don't know God personally. Amen. If you know him personally, when you step out and he calls you out, amen, you can step out in confidence. You can step out in faith knowing I am stepping into something better than I just left. Amen. This is another thing that I, I, I think, and I know some of you may balk a little bit at this, but I think you should also believe the credible, incredible experiences that happen to other people around you. No, 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 wait, wait, wait. Let me make sure you got the first word. The credible, incredible experiences. Amen. There are some credible incredible experiences that happen, and there are so many sitting right here in this church today that, that you can, I mean, literally, there is no way for me to say, oh, I don't think there's a God. I don't think he really moves on people. Oh, my goodness, just look at the lives, some of the lives that are changed just right here, amen, in this local church. Just look at some of the things that God has done, amen, just here in this local church, amen. Just look at what God has done. You should believe the credible, incredible experiences. And I, I'm not trying to tell you what to, you know, discount, but I know there's some crazy people out there who walk up and tell you all kind of silly stuff. That's why the Bible says, try the spirits, whether they be of God. There's some people that can tell you stuff and you're like, I just don't, I don't know if I really believe that. I don't know if that sits well with me, but I'm telling you, if you got somebody that's faithful, you got somebody that you can see the life change, you better believe the credible, incredible experiences that are all around you. Amen. Uh, stepping out into these experiences for yourself is probably the, the probably the most powerful way of getting to know God personally because you are giving God an opportunity to prove himself to you. I've had so many real experiences with God that I, there's no way that I can doubt that he's here. There's no way that I can doubt that he's at work in my life. There's no way that I would ever question, God, do you really even care about me? Amen. Some people are like, well, I can't imagine you're going through all this and you're going through that and I just I don't even know if I could keep doing God's not letting me down. 
He's never forsaken me. I mean, he's taken care of big major situations before. He'll take care of the ones I'm dealing with now. Amen. I know because I personally experienced that for myself. So you've got to, number one, you've got to know Jesus personally. Number two, uh, the, the second thing that I noticed about this story is that Peter had to stay focused on Jesus, right? Whenever he lost his focus on Jesus, he started looking at everything else. Anybody relate? How many times do we miss our opportunities to, stop, to step out uh, because we, like the other disciples, are focused on the storm and everything that is not going well? And we're afraid, and so we just hunker down, and we try to ride out the chaos. You see, they all wanted the storm to stop. Peter wanted to be with Jesus. When you know that it is Jesus, and Jesus is calling you out, it should give you the faith, it should give you the courage to step out into your defining moment. I, I know there's stuff that's not right, and I'm going to tell you, it's never going to be perfect for you to step out. Peter stepped out when everything was chaotic around him. Jesus had sent them in this boat. And then he comes to them and he invites Peter to step out. What does it look like when Jesus invites you to step out? It's usually going to be a challenge. It's usually going to be uncomfortable. It's usually going to be a little scary. Amen. Jesus will ask you to leave what you know. He will ask you to step away from what you are comfortable with in order to reveal greater things to you. Jesus will invite you to have experiences with him that will change the way you view him and you view his power. So quit being distracted by the wind and the waves. The storms come to every life. Storms come to every church. Storms come to every community. Amen. We, we have, uh, I heard somebody say, I think it was yesterday, that we used to, we would have these once in a lifetime or, you know, once in a, 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 a you know, I don't know, 100 years storms. And we've had 26 in the last 10 years in America. And, and it's almost like I wonder if God's like, hello, Anybody? I'm here. You can trust me. But we trust in government and, well, FEMA and Red Cross. And, and we get upset, amen, if everything doesn't go just like we think it should go. What, what's, what's that all about? Storms happen in every life. Storms happen in every community. Storms happen, amen, to every church. Don't think because uh, you are, uh, you know, so wonderful and so awesome that storms will never happen to you. If you're not in one now and you haven't been one in one, you're probably headed for one. That's just the way it is. Amen. Don't look everywhere else when storms come for the answers. Amen, I, I'm, I'm not trying to be political here, but the government can only help you so much. Red Cross and FEMA can only help you so much. Amen, at some point, you've got to say, Jesus, I need you. Amen, Jesus, I'm dependent on you. <laughs> Hallelujah. Amen, don't look to... Don't look to psychiatrists and don't, don't look to Dr. Phil and Oprah and all these other people. And, you know, I talked to my friend over here, and this is what she said. And I talked to this guy over here, and this is what he said. Man, I talked to somebody not too long ago, and they told me what ten different people said to him, and that was what they were going by. And I looked at him, and I said, are you a Christian? And they said, oh, yeah, absolutely. I said, well, what does Jesus say about this? 
I said, you told me what everybody else says, but what does Jesus say about this? What you're going through can't be fixed by all these other good advices. Amen. You need Jesus to come through. So don't look everywhere else for the answer. Amen. When hard times come and, and storms come, amen, don't look everywhere else but Jesus. Look only at Jesus. Amen. Focus on Jesus only. And ex- don't, don't really uh, expect your peers to understand. Your peers aren't going to understand. They won't. They are not going to understand when you start making steps that they're afraid to take. They're not, number one, they're not going to understand. Number two, they're not going to like it. When you start focusing on Jesus only and you say, well, I'm going to just take this step of faith and I'm, I'm going to step into whatever he has for you. It's scary, I know, but I'm going to do it. You know what? They're going to make fun of you. They're going to pick on you. Amen. They're going to talk about you. They're going to try to get all the other friends to turn against you. I'm just telling you, get ready. Get ready because when you're in a storm and you're focused on Jesus and you're saying, God, I'm going to please you. I don't care what anybody else says or does. I'm just going to, I'm going to take this step because you're calling me. Amen. It's not always going to be easy, but if you'll focus on Jesus only, everything else is not important. If Peter had just kept his eyes on Jesus, amen, he, he would have walked all the way to him. If Peter would have just kept his eyes on Jesus, I fully believe there would have been no sinkage. Well, amen. And finally, Trust Jesus completely. If we're not willing to trust him completely, there's a limit on our defining moments. Not only will our lack of trust in Jesus and our unwillingness to step out hinder us, there are wonderful experiences that will be missed by those around us if we're hesitant. Let me, let me show you what I mean, okay? I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to look at just a few chapters back, Matthew chapter 8. There was a similar situation, right? You remember that. The storm on the water, Matthew 8, 23, and when he was entered into a ship, his disciples followed him. And behold, there arose a great tempest in the sea, and so much that the ship was covered with waves. And But he was asleep, Jesus was. And his disciples came to him and awoke him, saying, Lord, save us, we perish. And he saith unto them, Why are you feel fearful, O ye of little faith? Then he arose and rebuked the winds and the sea, and there was a great calm. But the men marveled, saying, I want you to get this, what manner of man is this that even the wind and the seas obey him? Now, I want you to just stay with me just for a second. What manner of man? Now, I want to contrast that. That's the original. That's the story that happens uh, in in Matthew chapter 8. But now let's go back to the story in Matthew chapter 14. And and, in 8, he's with them in the boat, and they... He calms everything, and they say, what manner of man is this? This marvelous, amazing man. And and then in verse uh, 33 of chapter 14, then they were that were in the ship came and worshipped him. Again, here they are, saying, of a truth, thou art the Son of God. Now, you might not get that at first glance, but Jesus goes from simply being an amazing man to the Son of God in the eyes and the perspective of the disciples because of this experience. Now, I don't know if it was... Peter stepping out, or if it was Jesus walking on the water. I don't know what it was, but this experience was a defining moment for the disciples because they got the realization he's not just a man. 
He's God. There's something powerful about this. There, there's something awesome about this. There's something supernatural about this. Can I tell you, we need to trust Jesus completely because he is God. Because he's God. There's nothing too hard for God. There's nothing impossible with God. And, and, and here's the other thing. He wants what's best for you. So if you have somebody with whom nothing is impossible and you have somebody who wants what's best for you, sometimes we don't surrender. Let's just be honest. Can we just be honest? We don't surrender and we don't trust Jesus because we want to remain in control of our lives. We realize, amen, we realize that if we surrender and we trust, then we, that means he has a say. That means if he's Lord, then he's the boss of everything. And some people say, well, I just don't want Jesus to be the boss of everything in my life. I like going to church, and I like worshiping. I mean, Jessica's always busting out new songs, and I, I like, you know, uh, the, the, the people here, and I, I like that. I just don't know if I want Jesus to be the boss of everything. It's real quiet. I'm just letting it sink in. If we really trust him to be the Lord, if we see him, amen, as God in our lives, and we put him in his proper place, then whenever he challenges us to step out into these defining moments, amen, there will be no doubt in our minds. There will be no fear, amen. There, there will only be faith. There will only be courage. Amen. Trusting Jesus completely will mean stepping out into some incredible experiences that will be defining moments, not just for us, but for those around us. We can trust Jesus completely because he proves himself. He proves himself. I just, I wish, you know, I wish that I, I, I could tell you how many times that, that I have trusted him and I've just stepped out and he just, he came through. I've lost count. I mean, I've honestly lost count. I can tell you about some of the recent ones, but there have been so many in my life that there is no way I could tell you how many times that I've been challenged and I stepped out in faith and God met me there. We can trust Jesus completely because he proves himself. Amen. He's God. He cares about us and he proves himself. When we step out of our fear, amen, and we step out of our doubt into defining moments, you're going to find Jesus there. You will find Jesus there. Amen. So what am I, what am I saying? And, and I, I'm coming quickly to my close, but I would say these things. Just remember these things from this text. Know Jesus personally. Focus on Jesus only and trust Jesus completely. If we could get those things, know Jesus personally, focus on Jesus only, and trust Jesus completely, we would step into our defining moments. Many of you can feel him right now inviting you. you, you you've... you've been plagued by something, something's been bugging you, something's just been driving you crazy, and, and you know, amen, it, this, this could be my moment, this could be my time, I, I, I don't know where pastor's going to end this thing, I, I kind of feel the plane getting ready to land, but I, I don't know, what, what is he speaking to me about, you felt his presence, and, and in your spirit, amen, you're, you're, you're crying out, Lord, if it's you, I don't know. I, I know pastor says I can trust you. Pastor says that I, you know, 
I could have a defining moment for myself, but I, is, it, is it really you, Jesus? Is this, is this you, or did I just have too much pizza last night? Is this you, God? Are you really speaking to me? And I would say that the answer is yes, he is. He's here. It's time for you to step into your defining moment. Today, if you will turn from your lifestyle of sin and, and doubting, and you'll turn to Jesus, and you'll ask him to forgive you, guess what? He will. Tears of joy will flow as Jesus wipes away the past that you're ashamed of. If you've never made the decision to be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, that would be a great step out for you today. What do you mean, Pastor? What's the big deal? Well, there's a difference between being baptized and being baptized in the name of Jesus Christ. Many churches, uh, maybe you were baptized, you know, they, they, a lot of churches baptized, and maybe you were baptized and they didn't call on the name of Jesus. Maybe you don't even remember. They might have said something like, in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost. I found so many people baptized this way, but the only problem with that is they're leaving out the only name that saves us, according to Acts 4.12. The Bible says, neither is there salvation in any other there is none other name under heaven given among men whereby we must be saved. Never in any account of someone being baptized in the scripture do we read where they said in the name of the Father, Son, and Holy Ghost because these are titles. The name is Jesus Christ. This is how they baptize in every account in scripture. So why not step out of a man-made tradition? that started way back at the Council of Nicaea in 325 A.D., where the Catholic Church changed the way that people were baptized from what Jesus intended it to be. The Catholics started it. Then almost every denomination that sprang off of the Catholic Church has followed suit and continues to baptize people in the titles instead of in the biblical way, the name of Jesus Christ. I realize it's a challenge to man-made tradition, but today, if you will step out, amen, and be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ, you will have remission of your sins, just like it's the, it says in the Word of God. Amen. Today, if you will repent and you'll turn from your sin, if you'll be baptized in the name of Jesus Christ to wash away your sin, God has promised that He will fill you with His Spirit, the gift of the Holy Ghost. You will speak in a language that you didn't learn. And can I go just one step further with you today? Even after these initial steps you take for salvation, Jesus will still keep calling you. Jesus will still keep inviting you further. Would you stand with me today? He wants to do incredible things in your life. He wants you to experience abundant living. And this is only possible when you're willing to know Jesus personally, to focus on Jesus only, and to trust Jesus completely. I realize that there are, are things and there are, are, are some, sometimes I say stuff and sometimes I, I put stuff out there in my preaching. And some people have said, Pastor, you know, you're really straightforward about some things. And, and this is my response. I'm straightforward about the things that the Bible is very straightforward about. If I could find another way in the scripture for you to be baptized and it be okay, I wouldn't make such a big deal about it. But the Bible says in the name of Jesus Christ. If I could find another way and there was another way and you just, you just said a prayer and you didn't really have to turn from any sin or confess any sin or try to make things right with God. If I could say, just say this prayer after me, I'd save everybody in the building today. But that's not the way it works. I can't save you. 
I, I can't just absolve you of all your sin. I can't do it. You have to repent. If you want to be forgiven, you have to repent. You have to turn to God. I, I, I can't fill you with the gift of the Holy Ghost, but I know the one who can. And I'm challenging you, if you'll step out, amen, you will have a defining moment today. Just a, just a few weeks ago, Shirley was here. I got Shirley's baptismal certificate. It's right here. Shirley watches us online. She's been watching us online for, I don't know, years, a couple years at least. Watches us faithfully. She came. God started really working on her while she was in the service. And I talked to Shirley, and I said, Shirley, it's time for you to get baptized in Jesus' name. She said, I don't know. I don't know. And as I was talking to her, she almost started crying. I said, Shirley, God's going to do something. You need to get baptized. You need to step into this defining moment. So after they were coming home from the fair that night, they called me. We met here. Shirley got baptized in Jesus' name. Amen. Before she got out of the water, God filled her with the gift of the Holy Ghost. She started speaking in a language that she hadn't learned before. She wasn't speaking German and she wasn't speaking English. She was speaking in a heavenly language, amen, as God gave her the ability to do that. I want to challenge you today, wherever you are, some of you, God's calling you to step out. You, you've been at this low level of commitment with him for a long time, and he's like, come on, there's more. And you're like, oh, I don't know. That would mean more commitment. That would mean more time. That mean, I don't know. Come on. Come on, your defining moment is gonna has the power to not only change things for you, but change things for everybody around you. Amen. We're in a wonderful season where God has brought all this wonderful, uh, this this wonderful trust in, in in shoring and wood. He's brought all this wonderful stuff to us. Do you know why He brought all this to us? Do you know why we discovered all this? We discovered all this so that the building wouldn't fall on your heads. Right? Is that simple enough? So this is what we have to do. We don't like it. We don't like it. It's not making us happy. But we got to do something about it. We could either continue to have church like this, or we could sell this building to a warehouse or be a warehouse or, you know, whatever. They could put more more boards up in here and might be all right. We could do that, find another piece of property. We, we could do that. But what we've chosen to do, is we, we've chosen to get this fixed. Some of you need, there, there's, some, there's some shoring up and some things in your life, and it's just been propping stuff up, but that's not really the way God wants it to be. What you need to do is you need to make plans today to step out. Amen. Let God take care of the mess that's in your life. And, 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 and you know what the scripture says? He makes all things new. Amen. Hopefully by the first of the new year, all things are going to be new in here. Amen. But right now, right here today, all things can be made new in your life. It's such, oh, come on, it's such a, uh, an awesome process when God takes all the stuff that's messed up and, and, and really jacked in your life, and he says, here, I, I'll just, I'm going to take all that, and I'm going to give you so much better. That's what he wants to do for you today. But somebody is being challenged. I know somebody's being challenged to step out 
into repentance. Somebody's being challenged to step out into baptism. And some of you that you want the gift of the Holy Ghost, you want God to fill you, step out. Amen. Walk down to this altar. Lift up your hands and receive the gift of the Holy Ghost today. It's for you. Amen. But there's even more than that. There are those of you that God is challenging to step out into something greater for him. Don't, don't sit back as they begin to sing this right now. Don't sit back. Amen. Step out into what God has for you. Let this be a defining moment in your life. Let God change you. Amen. Let him take away the old and replace it with the new. Let God do something awesome in your life today. My soul will rest. 